0: Hi everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter podcast. I'm your host today, Connor Clarity, and I'm joined by three of my goodest buddies here. Ooh. We got Phil, Marissa, and Kyle. Thank you so hey. much for taking the time out of your day. Honored. Sit down and talk about me about a cool subject. We're talking today about live production and how to add a creative shot. You know how to how to how to spice up that production so it's not just a a boring show for the viewer um, at home hybrid audience kind of deal. So let's talk about that. So we do a lot of you know live or hybrid events where um, we'll have a An audience that's online right so all they see is the switch produce feed that we send out to them Uh, and most of the time it's only a two camera production you got a wide and a tight on the speaker on stage or in the studio wherever it is Um, so today we're going to talk about how do you add something to that experience for that you know the person at home watching online how do do you add a creative uh, a camera Um, and I think this started from Phil last week you shared something in our our, our little uh, five tool chat about a Celtics game where they they tried to do a similar thing. We're not just talking about our productions, but just any production. So why don't you tell us about what you found, and what you thought about?
1: Yeah. So during uh, Celtics playoff game, uh, everybody online noticed because it was very visible a drone flying around in the arena. It was actually a drone by the network that was producing the game, um, and you could visibly see it in one of the in the main broadcast shot. You could visibly see the drone flying back and forth. Um, but it wasn't just capturing content for on demand, then they would cut to that camera live mm-hmm. in the broadcast. Um, really interesting, really interesting idea. And it's kind of like, how do you get a different angle? The only problem for me was when they cut to that camera, it's a very similar angle mm-hmm. to the broadcast yeah, angle. Right. So I think, you know, as you tee up this whole conversation, one of the main questions I would say you should always ask when you think about adding a creative element to your broadcast is, like, what does this add? Yeah, why and add it? Why right. add it? Right. And in the case of that drone shot, it's like, you could have done something really interesting where it was either, you know, really low at court level or, you know, directly over tip-off, you know, ju- just beneath the jumbotron yeah, bird's or...
0: eye view type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the way up
1: in the rafter, shooting straight down, getting different angles. But if it's going to be exactly the same or really similar to your broadcast right. shot, you know, why is it there? The other thing is... It was directly in view of the main broadcast shot, so people watching at home see yeah, it. I so. like the, the yeah, I think like
2: the main thing that people took away from that is that they saw the drone, not like the cool shot that they got from the drone because mm-hmm. it was so similar. So people were talking about the wrong thing.
1: People probably didn't even realize that the shot they cut to was the drone. They <sighs> see the drone yeah, flying exactly. through, like that's They're dumb. Like some guy <laughs> in this thing, uh, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah, they yeah.
2: wouldn't have noticed it was different if the drone didn't fly through the shot. Right. I feel like.
0: And Kyle, you actually brought up a good point in the chat about um, we were talking about alternatives. What else could they do to fix this? Oh my gosh, it's something you know, throw it to the other side of the court. But you said something interesting about the logo and why that wouldn't be a solution.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, we're fans of wrestling, right? Yeah, so right. it's the hard cam. Like, that yeah. is situated, the logo, if you looked at the Celtics logo, that was facing the camera, so mm-hmm. it's not upside down. Like, I mean, immediately when you talked about it, I thought the same thing. Like, put it on the other side of the court. Right. But so it's not th- in that main broadcast. Right. Here, it's out yeah. of the broadcast. You would have had a cool, the same angle, same motion, and everything like that, but totally. it would have the logo would have been upside down, which is probably more behind the broadcast than anything with that because for the most part, the audience isn't really looking at the logo be like, that's
0: upside down, that's upside down. Yeah, they know what home court they're playing on, you know, Mm -hmm. but But the
3: sponsors are now going to get upset and that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but have you been watching the NHL like, that's been the more fascinating thing. Sorry to like oh, derail friend, your yeah. podcast. Have you been know. watching along the uh, the panels it's where they're putting because when they go to certain shots, they can't don't do get the me overlay, started the on AR. the Don't get me started on the <laughs> oh, no. digital ads in the NHL. We're gonna but completely like it's, derail it's, this. But it's very <laughs> fascinating because if you're watching, right, they keep changing up because they the hard cam, the main yes. shot that they can have, they can change it up however That's they where want. That's the motion track. Then when they is, get yeah. down, they can't yeah. do that for the motion track, and you're like. It's the same with wwe they yeah. do the same stupid thing with the ar where they're trying to put this in there and you're like it doesn't work it's just that's something that's not yeah a
0: it's a cool one-off but don't don't in rely on that
1: in the, the nhl way. basically they made it standard that the the main broadcast shot they're able to superimpose digital ads all along the gotcha. boards yeah. um so, so it's
3: uniformed it looks nice it,
1: they've worked out the kinks it looked terrible at the beginning of <laughs> the season it looks okay now It's i find it very distracting because yes. there's motion happening that's not the game yeah. but that said they've worked out a lot of the kinks there but say they're playing in Boston, mm-hmm. the boards actually have ads on them. So it'll say, you know, um, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. Um, and, but on the, on the main broadcast feed, they'll cut around and the national feed, it'll be a digital ad for, you know, um, Domino's, whatever, wow. and then they cut to an ice level shot. You know, as a cutaway, and you see a different ad there. Yep. So when they cut back and forth, it feels like you're looking at a different ring. I'm suddenly interested. It's jarring. It yeah. pulls you out. It's it very jarring. Bit. I was I like, feel what
3: that. is Because like I saw that. I was watching the I was watching the uh, the Las Vegas Knights, and the same thing. Because ha- I'm not a big hockey fan. I was just watching the playoffs. And I was like, wait, what? Happen right? I'm Hold like, on am on I now. crazy? I'm like, I thought it was a different yeah. ad. <laughs> Watching like two different <laughs> games yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like the World Conference <laughs> did
0: do a good job. At I was going to say soccer does a, a pretty good job. Really of what are Like switching it all
1: up. You'll, you'll yeah. notice it yeah. sometimes in baseball the behind the plate. Put at put it on the mound, right? They put it on the mound, but they have green screen ads behind the plate yeah. too, mm-hmm. yeah. and sometimes that won't be a green screen. It'll be the same thing. It'll be superimposed. So then they'll get a cutaway, and you're like, I'm. I thought that was an ad for DraftKings, and actually it's FanDuel. You know, so it's it's. But, but it's that type of thing right? that it takes you out of the. It yeah. brings you yeah. back
3: to the original point of this whole conversation is like your extra shot can't be so distracting that it takes you out of the yes. moment. I mean, with sports and in sports is a very energetic motion game. It's something that really, why do you need that shot? Like back, you're yeah. saying, why do you need the drone shot? What's that adding that you don't do? And I get it. You're trying to get more of a an eagle eye point of view from like the sports thing. But like that shot that they had for basketball for the Celtics really wasn't that different than what the hard camera was right. like so mm-hmm. like and then there's times where they put angles up there I know and at football like they'll do kickoff and they'll go behind that and try to follow along I hate that because you can't see what's happening it's yeah. very hard to understand that stuff but like that's the whole idea of why you need to focus on what shots you are using
2: yeah I think right. that's the big thing for me when I'm watching sports like if they change the angle during a basketball game I'm like I can't see what's happening yeah. I don't like this like they're gonna miss that shot because I'm not seeing it the way that it should be like I don't think that they should play don't don't Mess with it too much if it's not uh, broke. I
1: yeah, guess. and sometimes I, I think the same thing as you, and I wonder, like, am I just being a grumpy old man who doesn't, like, change? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, they had a, uh, similar to the, the cameras you all d- are describing in the NHL, they put one, like, behind the goal for power plays up high so you can see the offensive zone, but then it's, like, a lot of the action in an NHL power play happens um, at the blue line, so it happens way far away from the goal, so it's happening, you know, whatever, 60 feet away from the camera, so you see the goalie, and that's actually, like, unless you're a goalie coach, that's not necessarily what you're interested in. You're interested in the puck movement, Mm -hmm. and the main broadcast camera captures that well because it's at center ice. This camera suddenly is all the way over here. The action's here, (laughs) and you actually can't keep track of it. So it's, again, are you doing it just to do it, or are you doing it because it adds something for the viewer?
2: Yeah, I feel like uh, the AK cam in football works because there's a lot of downtime in football, Mm -hmm. so you can get the, there's space for those creative shots. Like in basketball or in hockey, there's not too much downtime. There's constant action, so I feel like, keep it simple for the action so people can watch it and like see what's going on. But if you have to fill dead time or kind of like or replays or yeah, something, exactly. too. like those like, shots are good creative. to have, just yeah.
1: don't put them in the live broadcast and the same goes for corporate production right, too. Yeah. Exactly. Not bad to have it, but maybe not in the live broadcast. Yeah. But yeah.
3: you do hit on something that's pretty interesting, both of you, of the idea that the, the monoculture, the idea that everyone watches the same video at this point, that's kind of dying. Right. Like more and more people are going to their niche. They want to watch certain things. Your camera that you talk about in hockey, that's very specific to people who really love hockey, that wanna see the zones, wanna see that type of stuff. College football, and I think football too, NFL has the all 22, which is a wide shot of the entire field, so you see all Mm. 22 players on the field, so you can see how stuff develops. People are really into that, love it. It's a very small audience, very niche and stuff. But that's another additional type of thing you can think about in your production of like, what is the niche audience? Like Mm. the general audience may like this stuff, but there could be something that's so specific, even in corporate video that you're like, wow, my salespeople would really love to be watching this or seeing how this person's interacting, even if there's a lot of downtime, that's killing that a general audience wouldn't care about. That's a really interesting thing to add to a production.
1: Can I keep us on this tangent of for course, one second yeah. before we make it relevant to <laughs> I our world guess question <laughs> for us? <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I'm going to <the, laughs> go off this tangent. The, the, just just the, no exam- <laughs> the example you just gave it's more true with streaming too, where like sports is one of those things where like everybody has a shared experience or watching the same thing. And that's not true anymore with mm-hmm. streaming. Like you mentioned with college, NBA TV also has um, an option. If you pay for NBA TV, if you're a fan of an out of market team like I am, you pay for NBA TV and you can watch the main broadcast feed or you can pick from these other feeds. And one is, on top of you know the home net, one is on top of the away net. And it's that same view like I described in hockey yeah. where you can see the zone. <clears throat> or they have superstar ISO cams. So it's they pick one player from each team and there's just a camera trained on them, no matter what they're doing, they could be, you know, standing, there could be free throws happening or a fight happening and they're standing 20 feet away from the action <laughs> and the camera's still trained on them. Yeah. Um, again, that's super interesting to have. It's interesting if you're a scout or if you care only about a specific player or any number of reasons, but if you think social, about so, social content, all sure. The additional places you'd be yeah. put in the stuff. Or if you think about like, this player has insane facial reactions, we wanna have a camera yeah. trained on them, however, in the scope of a live broadcast, yeah. there's a reason that there are people in the roles that we're in for shows: directors and technical directors and camera ops. You're trying to find the right shot for the right time, um, and you might capture those other ones and go back to them and replay or use them in on-demand. But that doesn't mean you need to cut to it live. No. So, like those angles are interesting, and they might be interesting for some people,
0: but not for the 99 percentile. Yes, who exactly. We're selling yeah. and uh, broadcasting right. to. But, but they example, use it the in the example, the replays, th- right? Like yeah. if you think yeah.
3: about it. It is kind of an untapped thing, right? In replays, they they're, they're going to have a hard, they're going to have a camera that's following a star, right? Follow this guy. I want to be able to go to reaction shots even if they're on the bench. I want to see LeBron jump up when mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. happens, yeah, right? Yeah. But the idea to like, hey, that's wasted. We're wasting that resource by only using yeah, it for stream a replays. It. <laughs> stream it. Go to a place that where like, hey, I might only have 50 people are going to watch this, but that's still 50 people that are finding this experience more yeah. delightful than they did before. But 100%. don't cut
1: to it in the main broadcast. No, no, yeah. Make it an option for no reason. And the I'm right. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <that standard. laughs> okay. Connor is the not hosting
2: <laughs> anymore. He's not even a part of it. The
1: NHL did the same the thing on. a couple of years ago. <laughs> it. it would be like um it was during um they would like when Adam Fox was on the ice for the Rangers. You know, they would the players. whole time the whole time he was on the ice, his whole shift, there would be a main broadcast cam and a picture-in-picture picture would be following Adam Fox, and it was like I could see him in the main broadcast and I could also see him there, and I was just this is not a positive experience. <laughs> no. like, I love Adam Fox, and I want to see what he does, and I would love to like have access to this. If this play results, if this shift results in a, in a goal or he makes a great pass, show me that as a replay. I'm glad yeah. you have that camera on him. I do not want you showing it to me the whole time. Show me the game, but it's cool to have it as options. Anyway.
0: And now I'll hijack. They had that on the PGA this past week. They yes, had Max they Homa up in the corner for about half an hour, literally just... Uh, watching he's watching <laughs> golf and i'm watching him watch golf that the golf i'm watching i'm like not necessarily right. and, and it goes to the the
3: masters does that and they're really good at that yeah. too
0: and it,
1: it's the alternate forms yeah, of broadcast. Like too no Some, something that does work well i don't know have we i feel like we've talked about it before is like the manning cast yeah, like no, the, oh, yeah i, yeah, I yeah. was thinking about that the yeah. whole time we were yeah.
2: talking about this like yeah that's a special audience i actually like i flipped to it once by accident and i was like what is this I'm like, i don't want to watch <laughs> this because it just didn't I didn't didn't want it to change. Like you were saying, like I was used to watching football the way I wanted to and I didn't want it to change. But then you tap into these niche markets Mm -hmm. like, oh, some people really care about the Manning brothers um, commentating this game or whatever.
0: Or they've guessed on their personalities themselves. Right. Right. So it's it's almost like if someone for, uh, if someone was not a true... Die-hard football fan, you're like, "All oh, right, I'll watch a game of football, but it's boring. I'll be on my phone the whole time." You add these two kooky guys, maybe a, a guest, and they'd be like, "Suddenly, we're watching a game with buddies, you
2: know? Right? And or like genius. the Nickelodeon yeah. um, slime yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. The slime and that's fun,
1: games. but those are all. Those are all alternate broadcasts to the live. So the Manning cast, they do it for Sunday Night Baseball with Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez. The Women's NCAA Tournament, they had an alternate broadcast with, like, Sue Bird and a couple other players, which was awesome, by the way, because they were all drinking during the broadcast (laughs) and, like, just Uh, letting loose and having fun. Trash talk. It was was awesome. And those are great, but those are all alternate options for Mm -hmm. people who want them. The live broadcast, I feel like, is, like, Sacred, and yeah, anything you add to it, needs it. To, it's got to be... Test out all your junk in those exactly, broadcasts, right, right, right. get oh, some puppy feedback, bowl. and let people be like, hey, you know when you have the drone, I actually yeah. do see it. Like, yeah, Test that so like, yeah. out in, the, in a yeah, different
0: broadcast. <laughs> that should be in the Gatorade League. Yeah. G League. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, don't know one. I said the entire <laughs> <names>. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever called it the Gatorade I League it before. it is called
2: the Gatorade
0: <laughs> The Crate Smater Podcast, sponsored by Gatorade. Anyways, back pod- to the real why i brought why you all, all here, here. This is <laughs> all i'm gonna have real. to change is, the title of this podcast this is all relevant I it mean, definitely it is this, yeah. and uh, you all bring up great points because i had one or two written down so that's awesome but bring <laughs> it <laughs> <Good> <laughs> prep. i didn't prep at all so thank you for doing anyways bringing it back to like what we do let's call it core video let's call it live production whatever it is we're, we're at an institution right a university or we're at somebody's um i'm thinking like compass we're at or an mm-hmm. office building broadcasting their live stream to their niche audience right at whatever it is big or small how do you make that um, as interesting, we can't fly a drone indoors in, in, in Tufts, you know, we but can't Why not? The topic I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> We'll be right back <laughs> call, call Sorry, we gotta go get a drone yeah.
1: real quick
3: Yeah, but, but it continue It's a different topic, right? Yes, like yeah it's Comparing sports it's to corporate are different yeah. So. There's the same idea of what what's the main thing, what's the, what's the crux, what's the why of what we're trying to accomplish? And then it's thinking about, okay, what else would an audience member that's here for the why want to potentially right. see? And mm-hmm. those are the things you can think about. Yeah. Like, you don't need a drone for a webisode, right? Uh, because they're used to someone in a buttoned-up shirt talking to slides. So how do you help that, and why are you helping that is yep. the biggest thing to kind of think about.
2: Yeah, and I think especially because it's not specifically entertainment, you almost need to come up with ways to make it a little bit more interesting. Otherwise, especially if you're a hybrid audience, it can be easy to tune out mm. um, because you're just watching a screen with somebody talking to slides. And yes, it's really important for people that are you know, in an all-hands meeting and that information pertains to them. But I think if you add something like a roving camera or some other ult- alternate shot, it adds something different, even though it's not entertainment and it still helps kind of keep the attention.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing we always talk about is like, we try to produce everything like a broadcast style show, even if it is something that, you know, traditionally might have been done a little more dry. Um, but you do sometimes have to resist the urge to do things just for the sake of doing them. Mm -hmm. Um, Marissa, you mentioned the roving camera and like, it's a different angle on the stage, but also the primary reason you, you go in as a rover is to be able to get fully different angles from where our primary cameras are stationed to be able to show different people right mm-hmm. like you you shoot a reverse shot out into the audience to be able to capture q and a yeah um you uh, talk about your experience with like um the joe and foundation we did their gala yeah you were both on wireless yeah. cameras so talk mm-hmm. about your experience there and w- and what you did there because there was most of the show you were roving, and the wireless camera was really specific reason for that. Yeah, can we quickly define
3: roving too? I know it's
1: oh something yeah. we all know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Define so roving.
2: The roving camera, aka usually me, um, but it's it's basically our wireless transmitter. Humble um, brag. Humble brag. I am the rover. <laughs> uh, I am the rover. <laughs> 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 but anyways, it's our wireless camera that can kind of um, uh, be transmitted from anywhere, so it doesn't need to be. Um, I guess taped down yeah, by it's a camera. Stab- it's not static the static is what right, right, exactly. I was looking for. Thank yeah. you. Um, so we can be moving around with it. So for the J.A.F. Gala, Connor and I were moving around uh, the room getting shots of the audience, and that was really helpful in that experience because it was, I think it was, like, for the auction and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too. We were trying to get um, people in the audience that were auctioning, um, like, offering bidding, whatever, on certain items, um, so you can actually see, instead of just staring at a stage where nothing's actually happening on stage, you can see what's actually happening in the audience. Right. Um, you can see the people's reactions and like the host coming off the stage and going to interact with these people, and that is not something that you're going to get um, as much with a static shot that's just focused on the stage.
1: Yeah, and if you think about our production, we're in the back, traditionally, you know, when you're producing a show, you're in the back of the room and there's cameras in the back of the room pointing towards the front. You all, you know, go to the front and shoot the opposite way to get those. And what you just mentioned, like, 100%, you can't get that from the back. But then the other part was there was a live um, musical performance with, Mm -hmm. you know, song and dance. Um, Everybody stands up and dances. Our cameras, first of all, are partially blocked from the back. And also, they're just not getting interesting angles. Mm -hmm. So in that case, like, what's a big part of dance? Footwork a ton of what you got was close-ups of people's feet moving right like that changes that's something different than what we can get in the back and it adds to what they're doing
2: right and correct me if i'm wrong but i think for that portion of things i was closer to the stage and you were getting like audience shots people dancing so dancing you you can see the actual reactions of the people having fun at this event, which yes. is what the client's gonna wanna see, is like, oh, people are actually enjoying themselves. Right. Um, so it's not only getting cool alternate angles of what's happening on stage, but then also the reactions and the people enjoying themselves that are at the event.
0: And also letting the online audience experience that yeah, we, we could easily been like all right too, yeah. goodbye like you've had your time but now in, in person we're going to have a great time and let you guys watch a slideshow you, bring them, into you that bring them in them to them and know. they might be dancing in the living room having a bed we don't know
3: well as a technical director i mean a lot of times that's what i'm trying to do at these hybrid events and stuff like that is if i'm sitting in that audience if i'm watching this conference i'm not necessarily going to be staring at the slides for the entire conference right right if q a is happening that's where a roving camera is awesome because when at a conference you are going to look at who's asking the question you yeah. are going to be watching a panel on stage, having these interactions. And that's really what we're trying to bring when we do these types of productions, because it isn't just one person speaking. Like you would never watch it like that. You would get bored, you would tune out if you were in that conference. You wouldn't sit here just doing that. So as we do virtual events, as we do the hybrid events, that's really what we're trying to do. JF was another thing at that gala. You're w- turning around to see who's doing bidding. You're like, oh my gosh, they yeah, have that right. much money. Right? <laughs> but that's sort of what the idea, right, is. Uh, how do you enhance? How do you make the person who's sitting at home or sitting on their phone or sitting somewhere that isn't that physical space feel like they're involved? Because the natural human thing isn't just to stare at one thing for one time. Really, especially when it comes to the corporate stuff. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. That's yeah. the.
1: That's, a, I don't know that I've ever actually like expressed it or, or heard it expressed that way, but that's like 100% the right, the right mindset is if you're sitting in the audience, like what would you want to see? And when you're in Mm -hmm. person, you can make that decision yourself.
2: And you can turn around and look at the person walking. But Mm -hmm. if you're just staring at a camera, like the question asker is off camera and you can't actually see them if you're at home and there's no camera to capture that.
1: Right. When we're the live production team, we're the filter that is your, you know, we're your surrogate, right? We we have to decide what you're seeing. That's such a great way to put it. I don't think I've really ever expressly thought it that way, but I think that makes so much sense. And then it's up to, you know, then it comes back to the question of like, what does it add? And sometimes I have to resist the urge if I'm, if I'm pushing the buttons or if I'm standing behind the scenes of like not doing too much. Cause you have to go back to that question of what do people want to see? So you mentioned like an all hands meeting, people want to see, you know, the, the C level executive presenting and they want to see the data. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to get crazy and show a bunch of other stuff. Cause you're like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm twitchy and I want to be doing more or whatever. Right. That's what they want to see. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's just a matter of presenting it clean you know, good audio, good video, clear pictures of people, show expressions, allow them to see the information cleanly. And then maybe sometimes in a situation like that, like the additive isn't necessarily another camera, but it's how can we present the data in a more interesting way? Can we have dynamic graphics? Can we can we suggest ways to split this up? Can we have different speakers? Can We have a back and forth less so than do we need to add another camera? Right? Picture yeah. in
3: picture. I mean, that thing, too. Right. A lot of times if you're in that room, you see that slide, you're looking at that, but you're also looking at the CFO speaking because like hey, this data matters to me at all hands. I'm just sticking with that thing. Like you're definitely gonna be looking at both. So it's sort of being in that that present, being mindful of what's occurring and how the audience kind of is reacting. And that's what you're trying to capture.
2: And I think that's so different from, you know, the event that we did at Syracuse where the marching band came in and crashed the set, and you were switching like a madman between all these different cameras. Of like, oh there's a cool close up of the mascot, and a cool close up of these instruments, and the host, and like that is where you're going to be cutting more and adding more. Mm-hmm. Um, Could have used a few more cameras. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more cameras the <laughs> merrier. Um, but for the all hand stuff. ISO
3: camera on auto, the orange. Just see him going yeah. nuts. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Like no, and that's that's those are
1: two total. That's two totally different examples. And again, like in the situation you described at Syracuse, what does the viewer want to see? Like As much as possible. we have to see auto
2: dancing. Right, right.
1: Well, yeah, maybe we should have stayed on auto, (laughs) but also there's a whole band playing. Um, And, you know, you talk about, like, different adding more cameras or, like, cutting between cameras. There's also, like, for an all-hands, a lot of times we try to encourage people, like, what kind of corporate video resources do you have? Do you have something to break up the flow of people going up on stage and presenting a deck that's a different way to show this information? Do you have a pre-produced video? Do you have a customer story? Do you have an infographic? Do you have another way to break this up for the virtual audience so it's not just a a consistent flow of people so again like how do you want to watch this people at home don't want to just watch someone drone on for 45 minutes they need to have things presented in different ways to keep their interest and that's more valuable than like oh we're gonna have seven cameras on one guy right Right. Right. the
3: other thing i don't think we've i mean this is more of a brainstorm conversation for all of us but how do we show engagement better like engagement with that virtual audience because that's the thing that really keeps people especially for stuff like all hands things that are like hey, I'm not there, but I'm interacting with the poll and stuff. Those are the types of extra shots that we can try to incorporate a little bit because it makes you a part of the show. Mm -hmm. How do we capture that engagement, right? Because that's why people are standing up. That's why you as the audience member stands up and asks a question nine times. That's why you engage in polls and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of great engagement going online. And that's another thing that I feel like we, not in general, not just 5Tool, but that's something that could be captured that could really help out with the productions.
1: We talked about it with Evertrue before. I mean, I think they do a great job of like bringing the audience Mm -hmm. in and encouraging Mm -hmm. them to ask questions. And like you all have worked on those projects as well. One of our clients, Evertrue, I think it's like first and foremost, I think it's having content that people actually want to engage with. So you talk about all these elements that make it interesting to the viewer. I think first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Are you presenting something that the viewer cares about? And then second, before you even get to like how it's displayed, is like making sure that the viewer actually knows that we're listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a client like I mentioned, Evertrue, right off the bat in their shows, they solicit fun feedback from their viewers and they make it a part of their show. Right. And they bring it in. They say, you know, oh, you know, it's it's the holidays. We want to know what your favorite Thanksgiving dish is. And then they out- Oh, Marissa from Natick, you said yours is stuffing. Kyle from Norwood, you said yours is turkey. Like they go through and they actually say like right off the bat, the viewer knows like, oh, I'm a part of this. Right. So like, yes, what you're saying is like finding other ways to like actually tactically do it is great. But first and foremost, I think those two things, like is it relevant and engaging, and then are you acknowledging that engagement and bringing it in? Right. And then the tactical part of like, there's things like Zoom walls where you actually show mm-hmm. virtual attendees up there it's so much easier now to bring in remote guests. I think about even a couple of years ago when we started doing this, the challenges with like bandwidth and quality and all that stuff, bringing in virtual guests into like a, a live show environment, it's, it's getting easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also have just done it more, but it's getting easier. So like you can also have a live Q&A if you're willing to take that risk and let people do that. <laughs> um, so, you know, there, there are ways, but you're totally right. That's, that's This industry has, has some work to do to, uh, to bridge that gap further, for sure, I think, yeah.
0: But hey, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, I hope everyone listening was taking notes because there's a lot of good information there. Um, visit 5 productionscom if you want to get in touch with us and uh, we'll help you make your event as creative and uh, enjoyable for the online audience as it is for the in-person audience. Uh, I've been Connor, Phil, Kyle, Marissa, 5 productions See you next time.
3: Quack it out. Quack.
0: One, two, three. Quack.
2: Quack. Quack. <laughs> Quack. <laughs>